there. Okay. Okay, we'll call the uh, regularly scheduled meeting of the Housing Authority uh, to order. And we need a roll call. Commissioner Mitchell. Present. Commissioner Fletcher. Present. Commissioner Roche. Here. Commissioner Hansen. Present. Commissioner Mullaney. Here. Vice Chair Peabody. Here. Chair Mertens. Present. And with that, is there a motion for the final agenda, approval of the final agenda? Move to approve. Second. Moved and seconded. Aye. Aye. All in Aye. favor? Aye. 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 Unanimous. Public comments. Um, anybody wishing to address the Housing Authority should fill out a blue comment card. I haven't had any. So if there are no public comments, then we will move on to general business. Item 5A, Indian Wells Crossing Retail. Warren. Good afternoon, Mr. Chairman, members of the board. As you know, the Housing Authority is the holder of two promissory notes for the Miles Crossing Retail Project, uh, Indian Wells Crossing. Currently, Miles Crossing Retail is not in a position to move forward, as you know. So um, it is currently in default underneath both notes. As a result, Excel Trust, in conjunction with Michael Kiner, has approached the city and asked to purchase one of the notes, the one that's associated with the larger piece of the property, and develop it with a retail project that's consistent with the, the uh, Indian Wells Crossing project. At the time, you may recall that the developer came and approached the housing authority, but you guys said, for an extension, but you guys said you didn't want to extend the project. And then as an option, the developer came back and the city worked together to say, hey, look, if you want to move forward, then we would work with a payoff for the property in terms of you would um, put up, pay for the property, and then you would get a buyback provision. And that date is April 30th, 2014. Originally, it was with a one-month extension allowance for both parties, as long as they agreed upon the allowance or the, the date and the one-month extension, they would be able to move forward. Since then, the applicant has provided staff and met with staff a uh, email that identifies one of the provisions in the original agreement that you have before you, and that provision is the April 30th deadline, 2014, for them to be able to extend that date out to the 15th of June, 2014. So essentially that's a three-month extension on the project. Um, staff reviewed that um, provision and feels that it's best to not extend the deadline but extend the extension, um, the extension allowance after that date. So instead of ending on April 30th, 2014 with a one-month extension, the applicant would be able to um, get that buyback provision from April 30th, 2014, and then extension after that would be mutual agreement with the city without it being um, um, 
targeted at one month or specifically narrowed to one month. The other issue is that um, the city wanted a um, provision that allows the city essentially to buy back the property, not just the applicant to have that allowance to say, hey, if it doesn't work out by the April 30th, 2014 deadline, not only um, would they be able to buy it back and move forward, the city wanted a provision that's somewhat similar to that. So in um, working with the applicant, there is a provision 3.22 that you have before you on that email dated um, December 19th. And that um, provision essentially says, hey, look, um, the city can have the right to buy back the property. And in that email, it says March 1st, 2015, the city has decided and staff has reviewed it, decided that that provision should be um, changed to January 1st. 2015 instead of the March 1st 2015 for it the other provisions there um, the last provision is that a forced measure agree uh, provision be put into the agreement so essentially after that uh, after all said and done with the agreement you have today before you it, we would modify it on the um, buyback agreement for them to be March 30th, 2014, with a extension not de uh, defined to 30 days, but it could be longer based on a decision from the housing authority and the applicant. The second thing is modify the agreement with that call provision from the applicant, the one I just went over with you, that allows the city to go before them by the January 2015, uh, 2015 date and ask um, to purchase the property back with a provision that allows an extension based on both parties. Yeah. And the last one is that force majeure provision. That concludes my presentation. Questions of staff? Um, just for clarification, uh, two items. On the final summary, you, you said um, March 30th, uh, 2014. I think that's, isn't that the April 14, April 2014? I, you said it right during your explanation, but when you made the summary, I think you transpose those two dates from the other thing we were talking about. And um, as Mr. Peabody just pointed out, um, the public may not understand what the force majeure uh, provision is, which is forces that uh, natural, natural um, situations that keep, um, that, that you don't foresee in the future uh, that can alter the date, alter what you can do. And the, uh, Steve, can Beyond I... the control. Beyond the control. Beyond the control of any party, and this is in all fairness to the developer, right. we're concerned about third-party approvals that might be needed, Right. and the developer might need uh, additional time. There is a cap of 90 days, however, for all of that under the provision that's suggested okay. that be added. Uh, no more than 90 days in the aggregate for any extensions. To, to further on that, normally uh, you, you, you in a force majeure, those generally deal with acts of God and things outside of the control. You're God. expanding upon your force majeure to say that not only uh, acts of war, acts of God, those types of things, uh, you're saying if it's something outside the control, including agreements and such, when 
you, you now are, are headed down a very slippery slope because uh, what might be perceived as out of the control of the developer, in fact, had he acted some way uh, diligently and did not get the approval within a specified period of time, are you going to put that in your force majeure provision? No, only uh, actions uh, of third parties beyond the control of an applicant, not lack of due diligence. How are on you the then going the to define what's under his control and what's not as it relates to the permitting process by third parties? Well, we do our best to do so in the um, uh, language that I believe we've presented to you. Maybe we didn't. I don't. Know. I haven't seen a force majeure provision. All right, I could read it for the record if you like. I would like that. Thank you. Uh, bear with me here, it'll take a little bit. Subject to the limitations set forth below, all performance and other dates specified in this agreement shall be extended. Where delays or defaults are due to war, insurrection, strikes, lockouts, riots, floods, earthquakes, fires, casualties, acts of God, acts of the public enemy, epidemics, quarantine restrictions, freight embargoes, governmental restrictions or priority, litigation, unusually severe weather, acts or omissions of the other party, or acts or failures to act of the city or any other public or governmental agency or entity other than the acts or failures to act of the housing authority, which shall not excuse performance by the housing authority. An extension of time for any such cause shall be for the period of enforced delay and shall commence to run from the time of commencement of the cause, but in any event shall not exceed a cumulative total of 90 days. If notice by the party claiming such extension is sent to the other party within 10 days of the commencement of the cause, Excel expressly agrees <clears throat> that adverse changes in economic conditions, either of Excel specifically or the economy generally, changes in market conditions or demand, and or Excel's inability to obtain financing or other lack of funding shall not constitute grounds of enforced delay pursuant to this section. Excel expressly assumes the risk of such adverse economic or market changes and or inability to obtain financing, whether or not foreseeable as of the date of the agreement. That's pretty standard. No, it, not, it is pretty standard uh, from a stand, but there was some, you, I understand where you're coming from. Okay. Uh, if I may, uh, Mayor. The, the question as it relates to the call provision where the city and if Excel doesn't act within a specified period of time, and that being January 1, 2015, uh, what do they have to do between now and January 15th in order to uh, not for the for the city not to exercise its call provision and purchase the property back? What would have to happen for that to happen? No. What would? Yeah. What would? Yeah. What would? It, it would be a non-action on the part 
of uh, XL. If they don't do something, what is that something? Uh, what, what is the city requiring them to do between now and January 1st, 2015, to prevent the cities reacquiring the property? To pull permits. To pull, just, just pull permits, nothing else? They don't have to break ground. They don't have to do anything other than pull a permit. And pull a permit to do what? Pull a permit to grade? Pull a permit to construct a building? Just pull permits? That's correct. So January 15 rolls around. December the 27th. That's my birthday. That's why I used that day, December 27th. Uh, if they have not, uh, by December the 27th, 2014, um, come on, guys, lighten up a little bit here, laugh. Uh, if they have not pulled a permit for grading purposes, we'll call you. Or if they have permitted, if they have pulled a permit for grading purposes, then the, the provision is void. You can't call it. If they've pulled a permit, that's correct the way it's currently worded. And that's it. So they, they, they get a grading permit. What if they don't act on the grading permit? They just pulled it, but they don't act on it. As it's currently provided, uh, that's not an opportunity for the call. We, we, the city can't buy it back. That's correct, the way it's currently worded. If you wish to insert a provision that's different, uh, certainly we can entertain that and approach Excel about that. I, I mean, as, I mean it, it, as a council, I would think that you would want to put more teeth, if you will, into that and require. You see, the problem we've got here, and I think everyone understands, the city entered into a transaction with, with Fogelson and Kiner uh, seven, eight years ago on the promise that something was going to happen, and it never happened. Now you're getting ready to enter into a transaction with an unknown and kinder, and there is no assurance that anything is going to happen in the future. And, and there is no provision for the city to take care of the problem in the event there is no action. And a simple requirement that, that they get a grading permit in December is no assurance that they're going to go forward to do anything. So now you're in the same position today as you were with the Fogelson-Kiner uh, uh, deal you had before. Even though Excel has the financial resources to go forward, we, we've determined that. They are a reputable company, are a bunch of great guys, but the city has no provision. That being number one. Number two, if they don't perform in a question relating to uh, the language in this 3.2.2, it says that the city will has the ability to reacquire. They must pay the purchase price and any and all costs, any and all costs and expenses thereafter reasonably incurred by Excel in connection with efforts to pursue and obtain permits. And that's so it's open-ended. What what are all those expenses? Are they uh, it, there's a, a lack of definition as to what they would be? I mean, they could say 
With some validation, of course, they would have to produce something, I would assume, that says they spent a million, two million, three million, and, and for the city to buy it back, they would have then to, uh, the city would have to pay those, what we refer to as soft cost. Let's say they're design cost, and Mr. Kiner is a designer, he's an architect, and he submits a bill for $2 million uh, to Excel. Well, conceivably, the city would have to pay the $2 million to cover this cost. No definition. Can I interject? Yeah, please. Um, two things. One, one I, I would suggest, Steve, with what Doug said, and he's got a good point, that you add and const start construction. That means they have to go to work. It, it doesn't mean just pulling a permit. The other question I have, and I know Excel is sitting in the room, um, is there a way to cap the potential costs if you didn't do the project? That's a question to Excel um, because I know they're sitting here and they certainly have the answer, but the concern that some people are having is that it's unlimited cost, and, and is there a way to narrow that down and define it or even peg a number? I don't know if you can peg a number, but at least come up with some way to do that. Yes, Councilman. Uh, I'm Bill Stone, Senior Vice President of Development uh, for XL Trust. We could probably quantify that. I can't sit here and quantify right. it today. Uh, there's, there's numerous costs. Besides construction costs, there's engineering costs. There's permits and fees. Um, you know, we have a preliminary budget for the project. We could probably come in with some type of cost. And this is really kind of an unusual situation for us because we've never gone into a deal where the city has the right to buy it back after we paid for it. Um, and, you know, I've, I've done this for a lot of years and a lot of projects. And, you know, you'd always like everything, you know, it's Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Uh, I think we're in an economy now that's not going to happen in the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, you has historically can, can look at Excel, what we've done. I mean, we've probably gone overboard in doing things in bad financial times when, you know, most people just roll things up and walk away. We don't do that. Um, you know, fortunately in, in, in this project, because of the fact that we have a large line of credit, I doubt that we'll ever get a loan on this project. We do it from our line for a number of reasons. <clears throat> number one, we do have a large line. Number two, our line is cheaper than getting a loan. So uh, it, it's, it, I can understand where the council would have some concerns if we had we, we put a financing contingency in there. We're not looking for that. Uh, so I mean, the answer to your question is yes, we can come up with it. I can't come up with it today, but it would be reasonable cost. You know, there's pursuit costs. You know, there's engineering costs, there's permits and fees. And this also is a project which is, a, it, in a, in, I prided myself on doing what you call brain damage projects. And not that this is necessarily a brain damage project, but this is not your simple project. I mean, you've got, you're dealing with multiple agencies in this project. You know, you've got the flood control channel behind you, you've got the street widening, you've got a number of things. So there's so many variables on this project. Uh, you know, and I know that the city manager and, and, and Warren have both asked us for kind of our schedule and the reasons, you know, we were a little uncomfortable with the April 30th date, and we're more than willing to provide all those. And unfortunately, you know, I, we know the history of the project now probably a lot better than we started out, and we did come in towards the end of this. 
and we're trying to move as quick as possible. But you know, there's just certain things we're finding. We're finding things out a, on a daily basis, and we've we've been pursuing this pretty hard. So, but the it's, answer, it's, that was a long yeah, long answer to your question. Function. I'm comfortable with it. I know who you are, and I know your company. It's just that to try to relieve some people's anxiety, if if there's a way to come up with a number or a something, I'm not sure it's possible. But but if you could, it would certainly uh, would make it easier. Yeah, no, I, and I, th I think it's it's possible to come up with a range that it will be somewhere in this range, you know, based on what we know and what it's, it's going to be. So I, it's not an impossible thing to do. Uh, it would be. It'd be foolish on my part to tell you I could give you a definite number because yeah. I won't know that until the actual day it actually happens. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. City Attorney, do, do we need any confirmation legally from the gentleman that just spoke regarding what he said? No, I, I, I believe he spoke on the record, and I think uh, it, depending upon your comfort level, uh, that's potentially good enough. Very good, thank you. I'm comfortable. Um, so the question would be after after this conversation, and, and certainly we talked about this earlier, is is uh, to go forward. Uh, we can do a couple things. One is is um, eliminate the buyback provision, uh, which is a problem, and certainly. It was put in there for a reason, but you're laughing at me because you asked for it, um, and and yet we have a problem there. Uh, do we expand it to um, starting construction, as as Mr. Peabody said, which which probably makes some sense if we're going to have a callback provision? Is is um, uh, is to require more than simply pulling permits and acting upon them. And then lastly would be uh, whether then we put a cap, uh, not just a range, but a cap on uh, what, the, uh, what the cost would be to the city over and above the, what, we're, what is suggested, which is what they paid for the property. And certainly going back in all the years that that project has been trying to get off the ground, there have been a lot of costs. And some are soft, but some are hard costs. I mean, we've talked about hard and soft. Some of them are hard costs, uh, which we haven't implemented before. Um, but we need to decide how to go forward here, and there's a couple possibilities that we could do. Any thoughts? Anybody? Thoughts, <laughs> comment? Well, I, I think uh, I think you, you you sort of know. I I would not do the deal without a call provision, uh, and I think I, I I stated the reasons for it. I mean, Mary, you were on the city council when you entered in the original deal with Fogelson. Yeah. Uh, had I been on the council, I would have recommended a call provision at that time, and it would have been a very short uh, period of time. And that if Fogelson and Kiner had not performed within a specified period of time, the city could have purchased the property back and probably had another developer uh, out there by now. But so, I mean, uh, it's not uncommon uh, uh, to have a callback provision, uh, just as we have a put provision. Uh, Mr. Stone may not have seen that in his life and history. I certainly have in mine. 
what was what is what was even more interesting is that he, he talked about the uncertainties of street widening. Well, I, I think that's been determined that that street will not be widened, so I don't know why that would be a concern. And Mr. Kiner has represented to this council previously that he has permits from CVWD. So I don't know why the permitting uh, at CVWD is a concern. In fact, we know that they went forward and purchased uh, property from CVWD uh, as part of the requirement to put a retaining wall in. So uh, a lot of un the, what has been stated as uncertainty certainly has been represented to this council as not being uncertainty because it has been addressed previously by the Kiner Fogelson uh, owners and was was uh, and was covered in, in in the DDA that was that they had with us. So, so in order to, do, Mr. City Attorney, uh, Chairperson and the commissioners, uh, to address a point raised by uh, Commissioner Hansen earlier about the definition of what constitutes. Uh, a quote default such that the authority has the option to repurchase. I could suggest some language now, of course subject to clarification, negotiation, and finalization with Excel. And uh, here's what I've come up with for, uh, for the time being anyway. Now again, this is to try to define what is uh, an act or lack of action by Excel that would allow the authority to repurchase. Uh, the thought is that merely requiring pulling permits that may not thereafter be used would not be sufficient. All right, so the added language might be something like this. Notwithstanding any provision herein to the contrary, if Excel obtains required permits to undertake the project on or before January 1, 2015, then the authority's limited right to repurchase shall be extended as follows. Any failure by Excel to commence work pursuant to each issued permit within 60 days of issuance and thereafter to continuously and diligently proceed with completion of work thereunder shall enable the city to exercise, pardon me, the authority to exercise its right to repurchase the property in accordance with the procedures otherwise described in this agreement and the authority's authority to extend its right to repurchase shall automatically be extended until 60 days after it has sent written notice of Excel's failure to diligently and continuously proceed with completion of the work. And Excel has failed to cure such failure within 30 days of such notice. Provided, however, that Excel shall be entitled to not more than one such cure in the aggregate, and a second such notice by the authority shall entitle the authority to exercise its limited right to repurchase. Okay. What, how do we address the issue of the cost? Uh, that's a bit more open-ended from my perspective, and I'm not sure how, what you're hoping to achieve. Uh, I suppose we could include provisions that cap it dollar-wise, although uh, I'm not sure we know enough right now, either Excel or the authority, as to what 
amount of dollars universally we might be talking about such that we could cap it reasonably, maybe we can. Uh, or we could do some kind of uh, cost splitting automatically and further describe the soft costs, hard costs, no problem, but soft costs by category and by proof, required proof, to demonstrate what they are. That's all I can think of, and I would entertain any direction from the authority as to how to uh, word that or, or require it. You might ask Excel to take the mic again if they could and give us their thoughts. Mr. Stone, could you approach, please? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't think we have a problem eventually coming to a cap, if that's what everybody's trying to get to. And I think we can also do categorically the types of expenses there, there are. And uh, it's easier categorically to do that than to come up with the total expense. The total, the total expense, you know, like I said, we would come up with a range. So a cap's real easy. It's the top of the range. I mean, not too hard to figure that out. Um, the, the, real, the real key to us is, you know, we're, we're going to try to do this as quick as possible. So we originally agreed to a buyback date in March. That's now been moved to January, and we said, okay, we have to pull permits. You know, sometimes pulling permits and starting construction, and that's why you talked about the 60 days that you have to do, the 60 days after that. We, we would have to have something like that in there because, you know, and the other thing is, too, is, you know, if, if we can't, you know, it, it's not an act of God, but if for any reason we can't get the permits right away, if the city can't process quick enough, then we shouldn't be penalized for that. And, and realizing, you know, that in the, in the scheme of things, you know, and I have seen, you know, call provisions before. My, my statement was we just haven't done them. Uh, and uh, I, I, I think... The real key here is, is, is timing, and we, we're trying to do this as quick as possible. But I've done it too many years, and things, seen things happen, and you still don't have the Army Corps of Engineers, to my knowledge, that have bought off on everything and signed off on everything. So there are, there are still outside agencies we have to deal with, and there have to be, you know, and even Coachella Valley Water, a lot of those things were done in the past, so they have to be refreshed and have to go back there. So we're trying to do all this concurrently, and given enough time and with the additional time to take and cure if there is a problem, uh, I think we can, we can live with that and we can live with a cap on, on, the, on the cost. Could you suggest a dollar cap is uh, today? Today. No. I mean, that's, that, that's too hard. I mean, it's, I mean, I could, but the cap would be ridiculous. Could you suggest categories? Well, yeah, like we like we talked before, I mean, there's 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 going to be pursuit costs, which is our cost to go after this. You know, honestly, you know, we we are are going to be paying more for this than just the cost of what the note is on the property. There's a lot of work that was done before. A lot of it is very useful work that we don't have to redo. It would be it'd be cost if we were to do this brand new, we would have to pay for. So we've got that cost. We've got all the the uh, architectural, engineering, consultants work. Uh, you know, you've got all your, your attorneys, your brokers, your uh, you know, uh, accounting. I can 
give you lists of categories. Those are kind of generalized categories. Well, in addition to hard, those are soft costs. In addition to hard costs, you know, definitely you got your engineering costs. Would you, would you agree to addend the agreement, leave it as it is, and addend it within a period of time, 30, 60 days, to hard costs? I think we should be able to do that. So the agreement would be, as previously stated, with the inclusion of the pulling the permit and beginning construction, that, that provision. And then with regards to the cost provision, um, we, they would come back, you would come back with an addendum to the Housing Authority Board um, by January 30th with that addendum. Is that, would that be acceptable to? That, that, that's acceptable to us, yeah. So if we put that in there, could you then restate the uh, motion and action taken by the Housing Authority, please? Well, let me go over that last concept to make sure I understand it. You envision coming back to the Authority Board with a, a proposed amendment or addendum? What, what, what we're saying, Steve, is we'd stay with the language as it is, with an agreement that we would addend that subject to him coming back on January 30th with hard costs or an estimated hard cost. With an estimated cost of the soft cost. Of the, right. Yeah. It, it's, exactly. it's, which it's going to be, it's going to be a budget with your estimated cost right. where we're going to be at. Right, right. And we're going to have, and then we put a cap on that. Right. So, because I think that's what the city wants. You want to know what your bottom line is right. and what it's going to cost you if you have to take it back. Exactly. Yeah. And so what we're, what, so my understanding of the agreement is we're, we're going to agree to agree to the agreement, but it's conditioned upon the mutual agreement of what the budget is for the That's buyback. And was there a deadline for that? You said January 30th. Uh, January 30th is what I proposed. Yes. Okay. Um, and the only other thing I can think of, by the way, with regard to uh, costs, is that and I think it's reasonable to require in the agreement that if the authority does exercise its limited repurchase um, uh, right, that it obtain all plans and the like. And get all the work for product. its own use, all the work product. Yeah. No, that's, that's pretty standard. Okay. I can assure you we really don't want to purchase it. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're all sitting here talking about something all of us don't want to have happen. We certainly don't. We don't it, it's not our best interest to pursue this project and spend the time and effort not to do it because we could, we could be doing other projects, we'd be doing other things. Uh, we, we believe in the site. We think it's a great site. You know, I've done stuff in the desert out here before. I have a great feeling for, uh, for the valley and for the desert, and I think you've got a great city here, and I think with the project we're planning will be very successful here. And so, I mean, we're, we're already way ahead. I mean, we've, we've gone way beyond what we normally do in a project, and the fact we're out there negotiating with the tenants to go into this, this project right now. So hopefully we, we have the project. Is there, is there a motion? Can I just explain one yes. further thing, and it's a recommendation for inclusion in the motion. Uh, the authority has directed the executive director to just do due diligence regarding Excel. They're, they're a reputable, well-known, large entity uh, that's uh, well-known as a REIT uh, publicly. Uh, however, uh, it's recommended that uh, the motion include 
that the executive director is authorized and directed to execute this agreement on condition that the executive director is first satisfied that after due diligence and background checks, uh, Excel uh, indeed is a, a party with whom the authority should enter into such an agreement. Okay, good. Is there a motion? I didn't make a motion on that. You want to read the motion? <laughs> right. Uh, with that proviso that I just mentioned, I hope I don't have to read that again, uh, the motion that's recommended would be that the Housing Authority uh, approves the repurchase election agreement for the Miles Crossing Retail Phase 1 commercial property with XL Indian Wells LLC, subject to, as presented in the agenda packet, subject to the following. Uh, and I'll ask for help if I've overlooked anything, but first of all, in Section 3.3, we would delete the words up to 30 days by. So it would read the closing date may be extended by mutual written agreement of the parties. We would correct typographical error in section 3.4.1, third line down, the word on should be one, one day after the election deadline. Uh, the agreement would include section 3.2.2, .2, which is before the Housing Authority Commissioners, as presented by email from Excel on today's date, December 19. And this provision deals, among other things, with uh, the opportunity, limited opportunity of the authority to repurchase the property. Uh, however, instead of the March 1, 2015 outside date for that, it would read January 1, 2015. And that date could be extended by simply by mutual agreement of the parties. And we would add to that provision the language substantially in the form and content that I read which I scribbled in response to Commissioner Hansen's point about what defines the opportunity of the authority to repurchase, not just pulling permits, but uh, requiring that construction actually commence and that it be diligently and continuously prosecuted to completion. And we would add a force majeure provision, as I read into the record, substantially. Was there anything else? No. And that would be the motion. All right, and the, uh, thank you, Anna. The, the additional condition is that uh, on condition that an addendum be brought back, I shouldn't word it that way, and uh, as part of the motion, a direction that Excel and the agency, the authority staff, bring back before the authority uh, a proposed addendum regarding hard and soft costs to be presented to you on or before January 31. Now you have a January 16 meeting in, in January, 
is that your understanding that that would likely be when if not at a special meeting thereafter okay one in 30 days so you could do it at the first meeting in february could you not we could do that they would okay. give them the sufficient time okay. we could they make it the first meeting in february but, but in addition to that you uh you have the provision mr Mullaney's requirement that uh that that they be investigated and a report come back and so the entire transaction is based upon uh, a, a, uh, an investigation uh, that proves uh, acceptable even though we, we think there's not going to be an issue with Excel. It, it was a requirement and therefore should be made yes. a part of that. I th and I thought I had included that originally, but uh, it's a good point to make sure everybody understands Understood that. Understood that. Okay. So, so that is the motion. So, so I, I move that we, we accept that motion as just described. Second. Moved and seconded. Comment? Discussion? Discussion. Okay. Um, yeah, because I'd like to make a statement before I, uh, I vote on this issue. Um, and, and primarily to uh, my colleagues on council. Uh, because earlier, uh, to the extent that we can talk about earlier, I, I was not uh, in favor of this project. Not, not, not the project, because I am in favor of the project, and, and I am in favor of Excel. But I think we've, we have, as a result of this discussion and what has taken place here uh, in, in this meeting, while I am not completely satisfied with the transaction as we're doing it, because I, I, I would have done it differently, but uh, I, would have, um, I, would, I would have allowed this property to go to foreclosure and have a sale given the fact that Mr. Kiner has been a participant uh, for the last seven or eight years on this project. He probably knows more about the land than the city does or anyone else. And, and to suggest that, that, uh, that additional work is required, I can't imagine why, given that they've been working on it for seven years and had a number of different developers who was going to come in and, and join Mr. Kiner and Mr. Fogelson in the development of the property. That being said, I, I struggle with all of these conditions that Excel wants uh, as far as the process is concerned before we can complete a deal. In addition to that, what really troubles me most, and I think, it, it, I think for, the, for the purpose of the public, uh, there, there has been some, at least if not criticism, uh, some concern that the city is not getting its due in this deal. And what has been suggested in the emails that has been around, when, the, when this transaction was originally put before the council back in 2008 or before, I guess, originally, um, and, and subsequently changed six or seven times, what we ended up with on the property east of Miles, uh, adjacent to Highway 111, was two separate transactions. One 13.4 acres uh, for a value of 2.9 million, and 3.3 acres uh, uh, consisting of a value of 2.5 million. And so, this transaction does not contemplate taking down both of those parcels, but only one, and that's the 13 acres, which equates to $218,000 an acre as opposed to the 3.3 .3 acres, 
which has a which had a price of eight hundred sixty-one thousand dollars an acre. So clearly, it was contemplated that the buyer was going to take down both parcels for five million dollars plus, and that's not going to happen now. So the city's going to be left with a three-point-three acre parcel. Uh, that is, that by the nature of this transaction is going to lower the value from 861000 to 218000 uh, But But the good news is we, we believe strongly that we have a developer in Excel that will go forward and, uh, and construct the project, which we feel we desperately need. And, and so uh, understanding, of course, everyone should... Be clear. Had we gone forward with the foreclosure and the, and the trustee sale, uh, Fogelson Kiner could have come in at that or any time before, taken down the, the property that we are now selling. So we are not giving them any more than what they could have without our participation. So they could have only purchased one of the parcels, and we would be at the same position that we are today. And uh, so with those changes that have taken place here today, I will be voting in favor of the transaction and praying that Excel is up to all of its agreements and goes forward with the development. No further discussion then. Call for the question and uh, all in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? 7-0. Um, let me ask to beg the indulgence of those of you here for the city council meeting. We have one more issue under the housing authority. Um, I think we probably, let me just, we have actually two things. I forgot to get the approval of the minutes. So going back to, to item three, could I ask the Move to um, approve. Second. Moved and approved. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Without objection, unanimously passes. Warren, can we do affordable housing projects? Is that relatively short? I'll make it really quick. There you I'll go. flip through <laughs> it real quick. I promise. Again, uh, Mr. Chair, members of the board, staff did its uh, latest quarterly inspection for the senior housing facilities on November 19th. Main focus was the punch list from the previous inspection that I uh, brought before you August 26th, on August 26th. Most of the items appeared to be addressed. Um, however, there was a couple items on each uh, facility, broken lighting, curb damage, and landscape comets at the, uh, I'm talking fast, at the Mountain View Villas, and then sidewalk repairs at the Inuel Villas. So they're, they're continuing to work with us on that, and it's starting to really look good out there. We did identify new punch list items, repair replacement of stone veneer, uh, paint touch-up at uh, Mountain View Villas, and then at the Indian Wells Villas, removal of some cracked sprinkler heads, painting, solar, conduit, repair of stepping stones, and then addition of um, some flat material, which are on the list you have before you, and we're um, continuing to work on it with them. Based on your direction last time, staff got the residents involved this time. This is an important part. Based on your direction is... They actually walked with us, as well as the housing authority member, members up, up there at the dais. They were in general favor with staff's punch list item. They really didn't have any additional items. There was one that we're working through, but we'll identify that next time uh, for you. Um, they look forward to being involved, so it was a great idea to bring them on board and uh, working with us in the future. And um, to make it simple, instead of always having to schedule and get them going every three months when I come before you, is to get them every six months. So I'll bring them or I'll get their input every two years, or every twice a year. Twice a year. 
Uh, Housing Authority also asked that uh, staff work with the ENCOR, the property manager, to develop a landscape, a landscape replacement plan at the Mountain View Villas community, and that's the community area. The main focus was on the east side of the property, as uh, identified in the attached or dashed line there. Um, the landscape plan calls out for addition, additional 730 one-gallon plants in 35 areas. You can see the pictures below that kind of identifies some of the areas out there that do look sparse. Two-week process for irrigation and planting. The cost is about $13,500, uh, $13, and they want to start as soon as possible. Other improvements are necessary on the other end. Uh, 300 plants, $8,000 approximately, and that is planned to be completed with the next fiscal budget, and those are the plants. We do have a representative here in case you have any questions, and that concludes my, uh, my presentation. Questions of staff? Warren, I have one. I'd like to go on record indicating that the trees that we looked at at the end of Wills Villas, which, are now, which now have a red X on them, I'd like to go on record indicating that those are under consideration by, uh, by the Housing Authority people and that we will be dealing with that in the year of 2014. Is that correct? Correct. Will we deal with it um, this, next, this next year, correct? Right. Because there are a number of, of residents of the villas that have wanted to know why the X's appear and that I wanted to be able to answer their questions with some very positive information regarding a timeline as to when perhaps those trees would be removed and or replaced. And we will deal with that at our next walkthrough. Is that correct? Correct. We're currently going through the process of trying to decide which tree. One of the things that uh, Commissioner Mitchell is talking about is there's a street along uh, one of the uh, interior um, boundaries that has a bunch of trees that have been causing problems to the residents. We took a look at the trees, and uh, the original thought was to remove all the trees along this drive aisle. Staff and both staff and NCOR do not believe that that's the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at what makes sense, how many trees at a time, what trees to replace them with, what the budget is. So it's too early to tell where we're going to go, but NCOR, who, who's here today, does have it on their list. We are going to address it at the, or start addressing it at the next inspection. Thank you, Warren. So I have one comment. Am I to understand that whatever changes will be made at Mountain View Villas will take place within the, the year, Jan starting January of 2014? The, the initial uh, improvements on the east end, they yes. want to start this month. The improvements throughout the rest of the facility will start the next fiscal year, which is actually starts in July of next year. It's, the bu it's a budget issue. They're trying to develop a budget to, to pay for it. I'm there. That's good. Thank you. Okay. okay, there being no further questions, the motion or the action is to receive and file. So that's what we'll do without objection. And if nobody objects, we'll dispense with the executive director and commissioner comments mm -hmm. and adjourn the Housing Authority meeting. And we'll reconvene, and we'll reconvene Housing Authority.